This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we're on a mission to equip local churches everywhere to raise up uncommon leaders. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning. So hit follow and share this episode with your team. Now let's jump into another episode for all of us who lead from the middle. This is the year of the leader. This is the Leading Second Podcast. Second, welcome to season six of the Leading Second podcast. So excited you're here today for a brand new season here on the podcast. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Brandon Stewart, and we've created this tribe for all of us who lead from the middle. If your heart is to build your local church, carry the vision of your pastor, Leading Second is for you. So, welcome to this space. I'm so glad. That you're here today and hey season six it's the year of the leader this year on the podcast we believe that the greatest need in the local church today is leadership and so we've committed to having some important conversations about leadership and uh, today i'm so excited to get the season kicked off for us you're going to hear from one of our favorites pastor larry bry from elevation church is going to be joining us for an important conversation as we kick off the year of the leader and um, talk leadership development for all of us. It's going to be a great conversation today. Well, this season on the podcast, we're proud to partner with Tithely to bring awareness to a resource that we really love at Leading Second, which begs this question, do you want to grow the generosity of your church? And if you do, then it's important that you make giving easy and convenient uh, for your congregation. Tithely offers free online giving tools that make it simple for your church members to tithe and give offering. You know, with Tithely, church members can give from their digital devices, mobile giving, text to give, giving on a laptop. There's also some great reporting on there that I'm really impressed with. And on average, churches who use Tithely increase their giving 165% year over a year. So to learn more about how you can use Tithely to grow the generosity at your church, uh, go to tithely.com and I'd encourage you to check that out. Okay, so before we get into today's conversation, we have a little bit of tribe business to attend to, some announcements to make. So first of all, I am so excited to announce the launch of a brand new Leading Second resource. We're calling it Leading Second Plus. Leading Second Plus is our new online learning platform that will be available March 23rd. We're so excited to offer online courses, live events, leadership labs, all of it is going to be available for a monthly subscription on this brand new site we're building, Leading Second Plus, I'm excited to join you and your team right where you live, right where you have meetings. If this site can can fill gaps in your church's leadership development efforts, it would just be our honor to help fill that space. More information is coming soon, but plan to sign up and start your free trial when we launch on March 23rd. It's going to be a special resource we're excited to offer to you. Also, we're announcing that Leading Second is hitting the road in 2023 and 2024. 
we're so proud of our leading second camp events that we've hosted the past couple years. Uh, but for the next year, we are bringing leading second to you. Uh, we're excited to host a series of events across North America from fall of 2023 to fall of 2024. Uh, we're hoping to bring leading second to your church or somewhere close uh, through some mini events um, across the nation. And so be on the lookout for date announcements uh, beginning later uh, this year. And in case you're wondering, leading second camp is going to be back in 2025 and drum roll, please. Uh, we're going to host our next leading second camp event in the beautiful city of Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, that's right. Leading second is coming home to Texas for one big leading second camp event in February of 2025. It's going to be special. It's going to be awesome. So plan to join us on the road. And if you happen to be a person that plans dates two years out, you can mark your calendars for February 2025. So here we go for today. I'm excited to talk with Larry Bry, and we're going to have a conversation on leadership development for the year of the leader. And this conversation is meant to highlight a brand new course that LB is releasing with us on Leading Second Plus in a short time here called the ABCs of Leadership Development. This is a great conversation. This is going to help get our conversations for the year started. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Larry Bry. LB. Welcome back. How we doing, really? Leading Second Podcast. It is happening. And and you're not on Zoom or something no, here. we're actually in the same room together. That's right. I'm so glad you're here today. It is a joy. Now, it took a little bit to get to the location. Well, that, that's mean. right. We're we're recording this at uh, Leading Second Camp, kind yes. of, you know, before the event kicks off, and it's a blizzard. Well, just to also paint an accurate picture, it's not just a blizzard. It's like colossal blizzard. It's like 14 inches of snow. Yeah, like like I saw the Utah crew actually starting to sweat a little bit when they told us it's it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And then this morning they're like, I think it's going to be I, fine. You know, I, I think. Yeah. But, but here we are. We made it. We're here and it's good. And I'm so glad you're yeah. back uh, on the podcast with us. Uh, I love your voice. Honor who you are. Yeah. I love what you're sharing at our Leading Second Camp events this year. So, man, so glad to have you in our tribe and in Such our corner. Such an honor. Th thank you. Uh, I mentioned this to you earlier. There's a lot of things that all of us can do or could do over the course of the year. And if I really only had to pick one thing that I could do, that I would do, it would be leading second. Mm -hmm. That's not a hyperbole. That's not like floating your boat or trying to like pump you up. It's really speaking to the need that exists in the kingdom mm -hmm. and the unique voice that God's given you and Lindsay to speak into it. And because there's a tribe of people that like, help, I don't know what to do, help yeah, me. Yeah. I sense this call on my life and I know what I have these inklings and these 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 drives for, but I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. That's why I love leading second. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for being here. We're really excited about 2024. We've got a big year Wait, coming no, up. we're not even partly the way through 2023. <laughs> I know, I know, but but we're we're taking this thing, you know, on the road See, next year. Forward thinking, that's what Brandon Stewart is. Trying to, trying to. <laughs> um, hey, at this point, we're just throwing noodles at the wall. <laughs> See what sticks. Yeah, it's pretty you awesome. Know, uh, but we're, we're excited about getting out next year and meeting a lot more of our tribe yeah. in person and believing God for a great year. 
next year. But it's season six of the Leading Second podcast. Whoa, you need two hands now to. I know, isn't that wild? Yeah, that's crazy. We're uh, we're not we're not a, we're not a baby, not even probably a toddler anymore. Uh, <laughs> and really thankful for the the thousands of people yeah. to listen. I mean, some, sometimes daily, you it, know, to the podcast. It's pretty amazing. It doesn't matter where I go. I was in Chicago recently. I was up mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. I will bump into somebody that says, hey, yeah. I've heard you. I'm leading second. Yeah. And I love what you're doing. It's so. am- Words amazing. getting out, Brandon. It's amazing. It's so fun. We love this space. And so this season of the podcast, we're calling it the year of the leader. Excellent. And I'll just be honest. I, I am leading second for my pastor here. This mm-hmm. is what we're saying at our own church this year, like we, we need more leaders yeah, and we want to call leadership out of people. So this is the banner across my home church right now of it's the year of the leader. Yeah. And if, if you feel like you're going to be on the sidelines of ministry, like, like that's not happening anymore no. at, at our, at our church. And, and so I just thought we would dedicate some space to the podcast this year to echo that and say, yeah. Hey, uh, we're going back to leadership development this year. We're yeah. we're going back to the fundamentals, the basics of what it means to be a leader in the kingdom. Yeah. And and I don't think that's just a banner for what you guys are doing at Champion Center. I think that's a banner over all churches right now yeah. today. Because everybody's coming out of this world. I don't even like using the word anymore. You know, that 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 thing that happened a couple of years ago. The the thing that we don't speak of. We don't speak yeah. of anymore. Yeah. I just think we have to it's come some point, come to the point where we bury COVID and say we just no <laughs> but coming out of that, everybody's recognizing we have right. to re-engage our leaders. So yeah. even if it's not the overarching banner, it is a banner that everybody is building right now. So Yeah. We, and we have to, and I, have I, to. I see so much new life in churches right now. And so many pastors just desperately want to want to move forward, want to take ground, yeah. but they're going to need an army. You, you, you do know, uh, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you. My very first ministry trip I took like 11 some years ago when I first started getting out and traveling on behalf of our home church and mm-hmm. the Gerald's um, I was praying over one of the first churches I went to and the word the Lord gave me really not just for that trip, but for mm-hmm. just our ministry. I felt God say this phrase to me, give pastors an army. Love it. Get, in other words, Excellent. pastors could take the hill and fight the battle if they knew an army would go with them. Yes. And I've always kind of held on to that. That's a little bit of like the, the backstage leading second DNA is just give pastors an army. Like let's, let's line up and, and, and fight alongside our pastors. What a powerful, just the vision of it. Like this yeah. powerful, like, cause, cause again, Jonathan is armor bear. Uh, we all are familiar with the scene, but the army doesn't need to be thousands. The, True. the army can be one or two people. True. And it's amazing what a leader can do with a couple of people who yep. really have their back. That's right. So you're a great leader. I, I think you're a great leader and I respect you as a leader. Let me ask you this to get us going today. Mm. Was leadership something you always saw yourself doing? Uh, yes. Okay. And so growing up as a kid, I think all of us, when we look back, we kind of see the seeds of something that God mm. planted yeah. at an, at a really formative stage. So I was the kid that wanted to like get everybody at recess in third grade organized to play baseball at lunchtime. I was that guy. I was the guy that says, all right, so when we get out there today, we're already going to have the football teams organized. Uh, some people didn't like it. I was a little bossy with it. I was a lot bossy with it. But those seeds were there early on. And looking back, I'm like, I think that's who God made me to be all along. Mm. Then then as that mm. thing grows, it changes, it morphs over time. But I think the spirit of what God made me to be has always been there. 
that was me too. I was a little more of an ambitious yep. leader, but I, I also feel like I meet people who are reluctant leaders. Yes. Who, you know, it, it's kind of like Moses, like I, I can't, I don't speak well, God, yep. or, you know, it's, it's kind of that, that, that sentimental, it's Jonah kind of running. Yeah. So I think there's a variety of places people start One of, in but, leadership. But even within that, I think there's situational leadership. Because if True. I rewind to those early days, there were moments I would love to jump in and bring clarity and administration and, and set up. But there were also moments I refrained from, I stepped yep. away from because I didn't feel competent or comfortable in those spaces. Yep. So I think all of us have gaps where we're leaning in as a leader, but we're also reluctant leaders yep. as well. All of us have that. And I think yep. some people might have more seasons where they might be a little more reluctant, but they're still a leader nonetheless. We're, we're just calling checkmate on this idea, I guess, that some people are leaders, some people are not. I mean, we're we're proposing the idea that leadership can happen anywhere by anyone. Like, like if you see a need and you can meet the need and you can take a couple of people along with you to meet the need, you're a leader. And and let's not get this too much like, like I can't do this. I'm not that. Um, there's, there's more leadership bandwidth in our churches than we give it credit for. Uh, uh, picture, we just have to see it. Picture any congregation and you stand up on the stage and you ask, all right, all the leaders raise your hands. Yeah. What percent of that room yeah, is going to go up? Hardly any. Yeah. It's not because they're not a leader. It's because they got a bad definition of what a leader is. Yeah. And I love the year of the leader. We got to redefine what, yeah. what leadership is in the kingdom. So as a part of this, you also recorded a course for us for Leading Second Plus that I'm I'm really excited about. We actually got a couple, spoiler yeah. alert, uh, coming out this year from you. But one of them is on the the ABCs of leadership development. Yes. And uh, tell us about that because I'm really, really excited about this. <laughs> well, you know, we talk about leadership development. What do you picture? So when you think about the idea of I want to grow as a leader, I want to... I want to be developed. We picture a classroom setting where right, we take right, notes. Right, yeah. But then we close the notebook and we go back to the same problems we had before and we're not seeing with it, engaging it at any different level. Yeah. I became really frustrated at the vehicle that was trying to create development in my life. Mm. And so because I started with a place of being frustrated first with myself, because like, I should be further along. I should know this stuff by now. Right. I should be perfect, Brandon. Come on. Not that anybody else struggles with that. I think I <laughs> I got the market corner. So it, it, it really came out of this place of, of frustration with myself. Like, wow. why am I still stumbling over the things that have been here for mm. years? Why am I still getting tripped up by the problems that I thought I left in the rear view mirror, but now they're in front of my car? And so that level of frustration. But what I started to realize is the greatest development is, is development on demand. That's true. And it's true because what we want often you grow because you have to, you have to, yeah, yeah, you have to, it's, it's development is not sitting in the classroom, learning some ethereal things, right? Right. Development is I put you on the front line and we do some things and we coach as we go. That's so true. So for me, I started to develop more of a space of like learning how to develop through the demand. Because my pastor says it this way. He says, the demand is an indication of the deposit. Mm. He said, I would not demand it from me if I did not know it was in you. Wow. And often God will put us in situations and places that I don't think I got it. But the demand yeah. is an indication that you of the deposit. Wow. You got so it because I asked it from you. So why is being intentional about development crucial for a leader? Why, why does a leader need to be intentional about yeah. this space in their life? So you and I, we have a lawn yep. in our front yard. Yep. Something's going to grow. True. 
but just because it's green doesn't mean it's grass. Trying to keep it just grass, yeah. <laughs> Weeds grow easily. Right. Something will develop in our life. Right. Right. The intentionality is to say, Lord, what do I want to develop in my life? Mm. Is it bring glory to you? Weeds are easy. That just happens. That's sown into the soil of the human condition. Yeah. Those yeah. things flourish no matter the settings, no matter the lack of water. But to be intentional and say, the year of the leader in this next year, I'm going to grow this part of my life. Mm. Now I want to find a place that would demand that from me so that I could grow that within me. That's so good. Where do leaders get it wrong in how they approach their own leadership development? Well, all of us have a bias towards ourselves that we're probably all think we're funnier than we really are. <laughs> and we're often the last one to realize we need a tic-tac. <laughs> And so all of us carry a personal bias. A simple way, a way of even addressing that is like, who in your life could you give permission to say, hey, when does my breath smell bad? Right. Because we're unaware of it because it's, it's so insidious. Mm. By the time we you know start the day and we get to our lunchtime, we don't recognize when our voice or our, our, our breath turns bad. Mm. It just happened. It's insidious to us. But to others, it's obnoxious. Wow. But to give somebody access to say, hey, could you give me some some honest feedback. So where do we get it wrong as leaders? I think we carry a wrong definition. And then we've got the wrong a scorecard for what success really looks like. Yeah. yeah. I I know we've, you know, Leading Second Plus, we've created a learning site. I'm really excited about it. It's going to fill a need for us. But I will just tell you the, the way I hope people will use these materials is they'll sit and talk with somebody yes. else about it. Because this does not, you don't develop in a vacuum as a leader. Thank you for saying that. Because that's exactly what it is. I, I love leading second plus what we're creating with this because it is a space for people to sit down and say, hey, I got this issue. I got this real life scenario going yeah. on. Yeah. It's not a hypothetical. It is yeah. real and it has names and faces with it. How do I handle it? What right. do I do with it? I've got a demand that I've got to develop. Where do I go? That's what leading second. I, even what, you know, uh, one of our team that, that produces, you know, some of what we do, uh, Eve was even saying this morning, he was like, he's we, right we, in the room we, with yeah, us. Yeah. And, and he's like, I had a, we had an issue come up at church. Yeah. We had a decision come down. It wasn't our favorite decision in the production area. He's like, it's okay. He said, I pulled out a clip on alignment versus agreement and I played it for the team and I reminded them we're here yeah. to align, not always agree. And you know, I, I'm, awesome. just, I'm just, I'm just praying that like, like that's the space where teams are going to grow. Not yes. just like you're saying the ethereal fill in the blanks in the session. It's fine. But, but what if we, what if we learn to get a little more on demand and in the moment with our team coaching now, yes. Yes. Here are five tips and tricks to grow your ministry to 3000. And those are all over the place. Yeah. But the person who's over here going, yeah. I have no clue how to lead my team. And I feel like a fraud and a fake. Help me. What do I do? And I think a vast majority of folks listening to this podcast got a space in their life where they feel like they're just drowning. Help me, Brandon. So let's, let's sidebar for a minute. I've, I've heard you talk about a leader's need to have their three. Yep. Tell us about that because I this has actually really helped me since you 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 really riffed on this a lot yeah. last year at Leading Second Camp and I and I actually took that and put it into practice in my own life. Like, just tell us about that for a minute. What's this concept of um, in Mark five? Jesus is is on mission to go heal a little girl and 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 bring her back to life and give her a sandwich. It's just a cool story. Yeah, yeah. Jesus' whole mission is to give a little girl a sandwich. Oh, gosh. We, we just complicate so much crap in ministry. 
but we realize all all fruit is produced out of struggle mm. and it's the fruit that feeds the people yeah yeah but it's the very struggle that we want to avoid is the very mm. thing that god uses to wow. feed the people wow. we're Gosh. called to give the little girl a sandwich yeah but when we get caught up with the voices trying to distract us, yeah. trying to derail us, we we get off mission. Mm. I wonder how many people lead, listening to this podcast have had their destiny derailed because of a d- distraction from the crowd. Mm. So in that story, you see a crowd competing for Jesus' attention. And in the text, he just, he just keeps looking because he says, hey, someone touched me. And they all tell him, like, come on, Jesus, look at all these people. The crowd. The crowd's trying mm. to steal your attention. But then as Jesus moved towards Jairus, Jairus's daughter, he takes the 12 with him. Right. Because he has to give them different access than what he gives the crowd. Right, right. Okay. But then even within the 12, he's got to get to the point that when he goes to bring the little girl back to life, he only takes Peter, James, and John. Yeah, interesting. Did he love Bartholomew? Yes. Absolutely. He loved Bartholomew, but he did not give the same access to Bartholomew. Mm. Why did Peter, James, and John get that intimate access? Mm. But then even within that, there's a place that Jesus has to go that he's by himself. Yep. Yep. So there's, if you're drawing on, on, on your notes, you draw uh, like a bullseye. Yeah. And at the center, there's a number one, the next ring, there's a three, then there's a 12, then there's a crowd. So the three is this concept of why Peter, James, and John? Because after he gives the little girl a sandwich, he says, hey, don't tell anybody about this. Right, right. Keep it in the room. Yeah. I think those other nine had been in rooms with Jesus previously that he had said, keep it in the room, and they didn't keep it yeah, in the room. They didn't keep it in the room. So I can't give you access to those intimate parts of me because you didn't protect it. Yeah. And so the three is to say in the space like, man, who are the voices that are going to speak life and faith over the dreams, yeah, the desires, good. the embryo that God is birthing yeah. in me, who I let have access to that really determines what it becomes. It's so good and helpful and practical. And I pray every leader goes and identifies your three. And you got to yeah, kick I, people out. Absolutely. Because when Jesus goes in the house, they're laughing. Because he says, the little girl's not dead. Right. They laughed at him. Jesus kicked him out. Right. right. Some people are in, in the intimate circle of three with people. Mm. And what God is telling you to do is to kick some of those people out. Oh, so good. Kick them out and Challenging. bring the right people in. Yes. Challenging, but good. Um, in the course on Leading Second Plus, you talk about the idea that self-awareness is a leader's superpower. It I is. love this thought. Yeah. I, like, usually foundational. Just just touch on that for a minute. Yeah. I, it really is. It's, it's the psalmist. Psalm 42. Why so downcast, O my soul? Yeah. Why so disturbed within me? So the psalmist is recognizing something is happening in the physical Mm. that is affected by the spiritual. And he's appealing to it in a way to say, make me aware. Show me what's going on in me that's causing me to lower my countenance. Mm. Self-awareness is a superpower. Self-awareness, and let me give some language around it because I'm big on definitions. I think most relational discord happens because we've got differing definitions. If it's in a husband and a wife, mm. we're using the same word communication, but we got very different definitions wow. of what communication wow. is. And so it's really important that we're like, hey, how are you defining that? So when I say self-aware, self-aware is saying, how does God see me in this moment? Mm. I think it's a beautiful image of Adam and Eve in the garden. It's Genesis 2.25. They were both naked and they felt no shame. Mm. It's this picture of what, what was meant to be Genesis 2.25, how does God see me in this moment? Mm. Okay, 
that's self-aware. Self-conscious is where I think most of us really operate. But self-conscious is how do other people see me? Right. How right, am I seeing right, myself? Right, right. I think most of us think we're self-aware, but it's really self-consciousness. Wow. Because self-consciousness focuses on self. Yeah. Self-awareness focuses on God. And so I think it is a super, but then there's even a level below all of those self-deprecating. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. suck. I'm oh, horrible. Yeah. And, and so I, that's where that self-aware at the time I'd say, wait, now I just screwed it up. I just messed it up. But God, how do you still see me in this moment? My pastor cited a study recently, and I, I'm not going to name the percentages because I don't have it in front of me, but the idea that the vast majority of people, it was up around 90%. I mean, the vast majority of people think they are self-aware. So in this study, they claim to be yep. self-aware. And of that, most of those people were not self-aware. 100%. <laughs> so the, the idea was most people think they are, and of those people, most people are actually not. Yes. And um, that's a problem, especially in leadership. It, it's a problem because we we don't see how we're presenting ourselves. Yes. We don't see how, how we, the, the, the impact we're leaving on other people, the fingerprints we're yes. putting on other people. It's, it's, it's a, it truly is a leader's superpower if you think about it. Well, it, it is. And, and in that space of self-conscious, I start manipulating my behavior to control how people see me. Wow, yeah. Self-aware means, whoa, I need to decrease so that God can increase. Yeah, yeah. Self-aware allows me to regulate how I'm operating so people see more of God. Yeah. Self-conscious is trying to control how people see me. Mm -hmm. And I, the more I teach on it, the more I think on it, the more I meditate on it, the more I realize how much I struggle with it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'd like to consider myself pretty self-aware, but if I'm honest, some days I'm really not. Yeah. I'm driven by a lot of forces that are beneath the surface that are yeah. really driving yeah. my motivations. I mean, the nice thing is, you know, your your IQ can't be changed, but your EQ can. Uh -huh. You know, you you your emotional intelligence, yes. you can raise the bar on that yes. with some intentionality. Well, it's a simple prayer. So before you go into a meeting, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one or a department meeting, whether it's a meeting you're running, or you're just sitting in, often we'll focus on, okay, what am I going to say? What am I going to bring to the meeting? And I think those are good things. I think we should be prepared when we go into a meeting. But how would the meeting be different if we just took a moment to say, Holy Spirit, yeah. help me feel the burden of this yeah. other person in the meeting. Oh, that's Help so me true. see what they see. Help me feel what they feel. It's amazing yes. what the Holy Spirit yes. will reveal to us. Yes. And I think that's that, that's that gift of the Spirit to prompt us. But again, so the good. psalmist started it by saying, why so downcast? Yeah. What's going on in me? It's good. It's good. It's good. Okay. Let's land the plane on this. What are you doing right now to develop yourself? I am trying to put myself in places where I'm not the expert. Okay. Um, and what I realize a lot of times in leadership. Okay. So if we're at, we're at a, a conference table here. Okay. The, where does the leader always sit? Yeah. In the meeting. Yeah. At the head of the table. Right, right. Well, whoever sits at the head of the table obviously is the smartest one in the room. That's right. They're obviously the one that's really driving the agenda and pushing everything. And what we often equate leadership with is subject matter expertise. Mm. And so if I know the most, therefore I'm the leader, I'm the smartest one in the room. So in this season, what I'm trying to do is to get more at the middle of the table mm. and grow my gift of asking great questions 
Very good. Rather than demonstrate my proficiency by spouting off subject matter expertise. Very good. Very good. And so I want to seek environments where I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I, I want to be, I, I'm trying to find a couple more tables where I can be appropriately small. It, not keep, insignificant. Yeah. Yeah. But small. It'll keep you humble. Well, I it's, mean, it, you know, we've got, a, we've got 20 physical locations at Elevation Church. But when I'm sitting at a table where people are talking about their North America and South America divisions, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. thank you, God, for helping me feel appropriately yeah, small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, is there a habit or rhythm in your life right now that's particularly helping you? It could even be something really small. G giving my wife permission to give me real-time feedback. Mm. It has been one of the best things in our marriage. Because uh, I don't know if you're into this witchcraft of Enneagram. Um, <laughs> we call it, we call it uh, Christian horoscopes. <laughs> but, but, but if you buy into that, I'm an eight sure. and uh, I can, I can be a little intense and um, really just a little. And, uh, but in, 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 in my marriage, I can make my wife feel like her voice doesn't oh, wow. carry as much weight. Yeah. yeah. And it's the last thing I want to do. And so, but what I can't let my, I just can't let my eight be an excuse for not creating space for my wife. Yeah. So what we've really worked on, and I've tried to give her more position to say, please give me real-time feedback. And I promise you, my response will be, thank you. Hmm. Not to defend, not to justify, yeah. not yeah, to explain away. If you knew, yeah. but just to simply say, thank you. Yeah. And that has been just a great rhythm yeah. for me. To realize, like, I, I need a tic-tac as well. Yeah. Going, go, you're, you're joking about the Enneagram, but it's kind of funny. Going back to self-awareness, my, my whole take on the Enneagram is, you know, it's born out of brokenness. Mm -hmm. It's born out of the worst side of you, which yeah. I actually think is important to understand. But I also really hate the, the label it creates. Yeah. My, my whole take on it recently has been, I want someone to be... I, I, I want to be so healthy. Yeah. Someone can't tell my number. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I want to be so ha healthy that I grow past yes. that. So I'm not my moody four <laughs> self or my self conscious three self. Yeah. You know, I want to be so healthy. My number actually shocks you because yeah. you've, you, I've grown beyond that, you know, because I, I, I just, I think. Man, I, I, it's so, it's, it's helpful to understand where you're coming from, mm -hmm. but it's not helpful to live there. It's a tool. As a leader. It, it's a wonderful tool. And again, an eight, it, because the Enneagrams, it's not a personality test. That's correct. It yeah. is a motivation test. Right. It's all about your motivations. A healthy eight wants to protect and wants That's to right. cover and wants to help people. That's a healthy eight. And there is truism in that. When I'm in the healthy place, yeah. that's exactly what I want to do for people. Okay. Last question to the leader out there right now mm -hmm. who's standing at the precipice saying, okay, I'm in, I'm in to take the next step as a leader. Like I'm, I'm feeling stirred to do so. Um, it's a daunting task to step out and put yourself in the stretch yes. and step into something new. Talk right to their heart. What would you say to that leader? Man, that's a scary place to stand on the end of the high dive board, look down at the water that's 15 feet away. Yeah. And you've seen other people take that and you've sat back in jealousy going, gosh, 
I wish I could do that. That's probably never for yeah. me. Yeah. But for them to get to the precipice, look how many steps they took to get to that moment. Yeah, yeah. The next step is a really small step in in distance wise, but it's a really scary step yeah. because of how far you might fall. Yeah. And so, but for that leader that's in that space right now, here's one thing I want you to do is to, to get underneath the umbrella of your leader. Yes, yes, very good. So frame this in the standpoint of your pastor and you creating space and going to them to say, I want to grow my leadership. Mm -hmm. I want to get better. I want to take on more. Very good. Would you now give yourself permission to give them space to speak into your life? Yeah. A healthy question for you to ask your pastor, your leader is, what is it like leading me? Mm. Mm. How have so you good. how have you had to manage around my emotions? Gosh. How have you had to navigate around me not meeting expectations? And you started to do a workaround because you just didn't want to work through me anymore. Wow. That is a, you want to talk about jumping off the high dive board? Because what's on the other end of that conversation? But I think anybody who wants to be used mightily by God yeah, needs good. to have the trust of the leader that's very over good. them. That's right. And sometimes when, when I've been in a, a state that maybe I didn't feel like I could receive all that, I made it hard for them to deliver it. And often sometimes because of my, where I've been, maybe I forced them to withhold it. Mm. And they've got some, um, some silent questions they haven't been able to express. But when you lean in and say, please give me this, they will trust you way more than they ever did before. Mm. Very good. Very good. I love your voice. I love your wisdom. Thank you for adding value always to Leaning Second. We appreciate you, LB. Love you, my friend. To find the episode guide, visit our website, leadingsecond.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leading Second and join us on the Leading Second Collective on Facebook. 